Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. And we are absolutely ecstatic to be joined by this special guest, special assistant to the GM and former beloved Flyer, Danny Briere. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. We know you've been busy this offseason with the team, but how has your summer been so far? It's been good. Um, yeah, we were a little busy, a lot, lots of little things to fix around here. Um, but it's uh, it was an exciting summer. Obviously, my first summer in the hockey ops uh, department for myself. Um, it was fun to to be involved. Um, you know, starting with uh, you know the end of the season, the draft, uh, development camp. Um, you know, in the building and getting ready for uh, for the next season. So it's been it's been a good summer, and I'm looking forward to uh, training camp right around the corner. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Danny, I'm curious, what is... With all with your new role, and I know you were traveling the world junior and all different things uh, during the off season so far. What is your favorite part of the job? Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of cool little things because I'm not, you know, stuck in in one area. I get to touch um, on a little bit of everything. I really enjoy the amateur scouting. Um, you mentioned the World Junior Championship last year. I remember at the end of the year watching, you know, uh, trying to get a, um, you know, a sense of who were the, the top you know, maybe 12 to 15 picks, um, you know, getting to know them, watching them play, getting to know their game. It's it's something that I really, really enjoy, um, you know, and, and this summer, um, you know, being part of how we're, we're going to um, change what happened last year, kind of build for, for next season. Uh, being part of that was uh, was really cool. You know, I was uh, as a player for a lot of years. You're not too sure how things uh, work upstairs, so it was uh, it was fun to be involved. Yeah, Danny, you mentioned how busy you've been over the summer and this off season. Can you maybe give us a glimpse into what it entailed for you from the hiring of John Tortorella all the way through free agency? What kind of went into your job responsibilities? Um, yeah, I, I would say a big part of it was um, going through all the, the coaching search um, was a big part of the summer. Um, as long as far as the draft goes as well, uh, coming down, um, you know, to the draft in Montreal, discussing all the players, making the list, getting ready for it or trading the pick or all that stuff. Um, at the end, nothing really made sense for us. And, and the player that we really wanted was still there at five. So we didn't want to lose him. Um, no, so I, I would say probably those two areas were, were where most of my time was spent this summer. Danny, just curious um, on the subject of uh, John Tortorella. 
we worked with Scott Hartnell. He obviously played for him, and he's talked about that. We talked to Cam Atkinson on this podcast, and, yeah. uh, you know, Cam has spoken about how John makes believers and, and kind of changes the whole mindset of yeah. the entire organization, whether it be the – the like the lowest ranking trainer or the first line center. It doesn't matter who you are. Even though training camp hasn't started yet, do you sense a different sort of atmosphere since uh, since John's hiring? Definitely, um, he's been around here. You know, just for for a few days per week. I think he he got in this week uh, full time. Um, already, you sense uh, something different downstairs. Um, the players are aware. They're aware they're going to have to work hard. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Training camp is right around the corner, and they're nervous about it. Um, I, I think the guys, the, the, their alertness has, has risen. Um, so that's what I'm excited about. I think there's a lot of false perception on uh, on John Tortorella. And when we started diving a little deeper into who he was and how he uh, coached his team, how he treated people, the one thing, the one constant that kept coming up is how much he cared about his players and his staff. Um, he treats people the right way. He protects his players. That's that's who he's committed to. And then when when you see you know the the, the little feuds with different reporters, um, you know in his past, if if you look, it's always about protecting his players. And I think the players realize that. And sometimes when you're in the battle with him, you don't realize how much he cares about you. But um, I, I've heard Scott Hart, Hartnell talk about that, how much, you know, once he left Columbus, you know, how much he realized how good he was for him and for the team. Um, and that's what we kept hearing when when we talked to different players. That's what we kept coming back about John Tortorella um, is how much he made him better. They didn't realize it at the moment and how much he cared uh, about his players. So I'm I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a, a great turnaround. I think he's going to bring back some accountability um, around around the team, uh, and that's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, Danny, if I could just follow up on that real quick. As a former player, with you, you mentioned the scraps with the media members, but uh, and then they all rooted from him defending a player. And you yeah. had the incident when he was with Vancouver when he went into the other team's hallway, and that was about defending a player. And I think the narrative around those sort of things became – what a guy he was but if you were a player on that team how exactly. would you feel about seeing that happen from your coach yeah you, you feel that the coach has your back he might be tough on you um you might you know be pushing you to the limit every day but at the end of the day you know he has your back and, and I, I think that's that's also what he's trying to tell the players um you know and that's kind of the message i'm going to be hard on you I'm, I, I need to get the best out of you but I also have your back and, um, you know, I, I, I think it's um, it's something that we need at this point, at the moment here, um, you know, in the Flyers dressing room. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of good quality coaches coming in into the summer, um, but I think John Tortorella is the guy we need at the moment. Danny, when we uh, spoke to you at your introductory press conference in February, you mentioned how important it would be for young players developing in terms of the Flyers turning this around. Are the, is there a young player in particular, maybe two, that you're pretty excited about that maybe could impact the club this season coming up? Yeah, there's there's a few guys, um, you know, and then obviously losing um, Claude Giroux, losing Jake Voracek the previous year, there's... Um, there's responsibilities that are available now. 
Um, there's, we're going to need some young guys to, to step up and see um, what they have. You know, they've been waiting kind of behind Jake and, and Claude for, for so many years. You know, I'm thinking, I think a guy like Travis Konechny might be able to take a, a big chunk of that. Um, you know, what happens with uh, Owen Tippett? I think he might be ready to take, uh, take on a step. There's a, a lot of good young players. Um, you know, Morgan Frost, Wade Allison, Tanner Lashinsky. Um, one guy that I'm really excited about, and, and he showed at the World Junior Championship, how much down the road he could be an impact. And I don't know if it's going to be this year, right at the start of the year. He might have to start in the minors because of all the numbers that we have. But Tyson Forrester played extremely well at the World Junior Championship, you know, solidify himself on, on the top two lines for a strong Team Canada team. Um, that's very, very encouraging. Um, you know, and on, on defense, I, I think Cam York um, is – Know, turning the corner, uh, watching him practice, watching him skate around here. Um, he's turning into a man. He's uh, he's getting bigger, stronger, faster. I think it'll be a big year for uh, for Cam York as well. Danny, you mentioned Travis Konechny, and and if you look at at Tortorella's history, a lot of times he seems to zero in on a player he thinks that he can get more out of that maybe hasn't been. I it didn't work out with Ryan Johansson in Columbus and, and Johansson ended up getting moved. But do you feel like Konechny is one of those players that, that Tortorella will look at and say, this, we can get way more out of this guy and kind of, I don't know if, if be extra hard on him in camp is the right way to say it, but, yeah. but we'll really kind of zero in on him. Oh, and, and what I like about, the Travis Konechny, John Tortorella relationship is uh, TK is is a guy that's is not afraid to work hard and and I think if he gets challenged and he gets pushed to the limit, um, it, it's definitely I, I like the, the type of response you're going to get from him. He's he's a guy that responds. He's a guy that had some he has some spunk. He has some grit. Um, I I think he'll be able to to get even more out of uh, out of Travis. Um, no, so I, I think it could be it could be great for both of them. I think he's going to help towards his team, um, and then for for Travis, I think it's going to help him take the next step in his development. Danny, I'm curious, how do you see this season? Uh, how is your outlook for the team? Uh, I think some people might view it as a transitional year, new coach, a lot of change in the off season, uh, or do you think fans should be thinking playoffs? Should they have that on their mind uh, going into next year? It's tough to tell at this point. There's uh, there's a lot of answers uh, that are needed. Um, I, I think we'll be more competitive. I mean, I, I'm sure we're going to be more competitive than we were last year. Um, you know, we we didn't get the, the super high end talent. I get that, but um, we're bringing a different um, image or identity to this team. Starting with John Tortorella, I think he's going to improve every player on the team just with that. Um, Tony D'Angelo, um, you know, with his spunk and his character, he's he's a guy that is going to leave it all on the ice. Um, you know, he's a uh, someone who grew up in this area. He understands the fan base. I, I'm really excited about him. He's going to help our power play as well. Um, you know, and and I think Nick Delorier will make everybody feel a little uh, a little bigger, a little stronger, a little tougher in the lineup. Um, so that that all goes into the new identity, the new culture that we're we're building around here. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're um, we're going to win the Stanley Cup right away, but I think we'll take a big step forward, um, and we'll get some answers that that are needed on some of the players. You no know, one, meaning that 
are they ready to take the next step or is it time to move on? So um, it's a big year for a lot of players. So, Danny, when you look at um, what John Tortorella did in Columbus and you look at the rosters he had, they didn't really jump off the page. And, in fact, during his time there, they're losing free agents like Panarin and, and players like that. And he made the playoffs four straight years. So when you look at this Flyers roster right now, it's kind of looking the same way. I mean, it's not jumping off of the page at – you know, that this team's going to do X, Y, and Z. Do you feel like this is an ideal roster for Tortorella to take over at this point in time? Yeah, and I even even feel that he probably has um, a little bit more talent than when he first arrived in Columbus, when how he was able to turn that team. And obviously, um, you know, they got Panarin down the road. They got Matt Deshane. you know, Seth Jones came aboard. So obviously um, they made some trades and they improved the team. But once when he first arrived, if I look at the two teams, I think the Flyers has probably has more talent, um, has a little bit more depth than what he was given early on in Columbus. Um, and that's that's what gets me excited. I think he'll be able to get even more uh, early on out of that team. And, um, you know, the, again, it goes back to we'll see what we have. Some of the players that um, – no? Are they able to, to take the next step, or or is it time to go in a different direction? Yeah, Danny, I think John Tortorella will be a major selling point for fans if, for, for getting excited about this team. I, I've had people ask me, what, what should intrigue me about these Flyers? And I always say a 24-year-old goalie and Carter Hart, I think the sky's the limit. And you have a coach in John Tortorella who gets players to play hard in front of his goalie. What, what are your biggest reasons – to, to be excited about this team going into this season? Well, I think, uh, well, first of all, the, the injuries that we were hit with last year, hopefully it doesn't happen again. You know, so getting uh, um, Sean Couturier just to, to start your number one center that barely played last year, that's that's a huge addition to, to start with. Um, you know, having a little bit more depth on defense, obviously, Ellis, um, it doesn't look good for the start of the season. Hopefully we get him at some point, but adding Tony D'Angelo, um, another guy that can move the puck, play on the power play, uh, is is going to help our top four. So, um, you know, those are the things right away that that get, gets me excited. And then you bring in John Tortorella, and I think he's going to fit in. His personality just fits in perfectly with, um, you know, the, the, the passion of the Philly fans. I, I think that's going to mesh well. I think people are going to love him. And he's not going to accept, uh, you know, players not working hard and, um, just coasting out there. So, um, you know, and, and we know Philadelphia is all about uh, work ethic. You you give it your all and you'll be you'll be fine. The fans will respect you. And that's what John Tortorella commends uh, from his players. So um, I, I can't wait to see that. Those are the probably the main reason why I'm excited about this season. Danny, last one for me. Uh, Cam Atkinson being on this team and having the previous history with, with John Tortorella and Columbus. And, you know, he told us about getting – benched and then kind of how that benefited him. And, and, and Scott has told us stories too about um, just the, the coaching style and both players. Well, Scott has said he wished he had John Tortorella earlier in his career than when he did. Yeah. Cam is a guy who had him earlier in his career. So do you think Cam will be a big piece of kind of, teaching the younger players the John Tortorella way, uh, considering he did have him when he was younger. And while some of these guys might, 
you know, feel sort of like rebellious against the Tortorella way, Cam can kind of level that off and say, hey, you know, this, this is kind of the method to his madness. I think it already started. I think he's, you know, obviously the players talk, they have a chat and um, they get in touch. So I, I think it has already started. Um, look, we realize there's probably going to be some casualty uh, along the way. There's some players that are just not going to fit um, the mold uh, that, that he wants. And we're aware of that. Um, but the, the players that have character, the players that can bounce back, that can push themselves to the limit, those are the players that are going to survive. And that's the players that we want in, in the dressing room. So um, I'm not too worried about that. If, um, you know, if there's a casualty, it's probably because um, that player is not strong enough mentally or not willing to push himself uh, to the limit. And, and that's what uh, John Tortorella is going to be able to sniff out. And um, I think it's going to make us a better team because of it. Yeah, Danny, our last question. Is that the most important objective going into this season is really building a culture, getting back to uh, the flyer way of uh, culture first? Is that really a major objective here? Well, I, it's one of them. It's definitely something that, that's important to recreate. I think the last few years have just haven't been good enough. And um, <clears throat> we're, we're in a market where people expect hard work and expect the, the team to make the playoffs and leave it all on the ice. Um, and it, has not happened the last few years. So, yeah, that that identity that I was talking about and that culture, um, I, I think it's something that that's really important. You don't realize how important it is until you lose it. And, um, you know, it's something we, we got to get back here. Um, it, it's been here for years. When you look back at the guys that won the Stanley Cup in the 70s um, and, and the following teams, the Flyers have always been competitive. They've always been hard, hardworking teams. Um, and I think we, we got away from that a little bit the last couple of years, and um, it, it's time to bring it back. And I, I'm not saying we're going to be the Broad Street bullies. I know hockey has changed, and it's not the way it's played anymore. Um, but we also have to play to the city a little bit and to our fans that are so passionate and, and have a hardworking team. That's what the fans deserve. Danny, thank you so much. We Joe and myself cannot thank you enough for coming on and giving us your insight. Uh, Glad you're having a great summer, and we're really excited to see you around the arena and the practice facility much more moving forward. So thanks so much, and uh, we'll definitely see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, thanks Jordan. Dan. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thank you. Sounds great, Danny. Thank you. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop in the Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. What a great move, Joe, by the Flyers to keep Danny Barrere in the organization. We know he had been around a lot. He had been on the ice working with prospects. He had been involved in a lot of things like amateur scouting. But they obviously created a, an official role for him uh, in, in the winter of last season. So just a smart move because I think Danny Barrere is rising and rising and rising. Such a smart hockey mind. Joe, what was one of your biggest takeaways from our discussion with Danny? Well, yeah, the one just to follow up on you just said there, I, the, I feel like when he was a finalist for the Montreal Canadiens job and I feel like the Flyers saw that and said, well, we better we better do something to to keep him here, because if Montreal had, you know, where there's the amount of eyes and attention on that franchise in Canada, um, if there if he's down to the, you know, the final interview stages for that particular position then you know he he's going to be a sought after 
uh, commodity. And, and the Flyers, I think, did well by themselves to, to, to keep him in the organization by um, giving him that position. My biggest takeaway would be one of the last things he said, I think the question I asked him about the Cam Atkinson having the influence being that he had him as a younger player. And when he said, we knew there was, there, we know there's going to be casualties along the way. And it's probably because if there is, it's probably because a player is not mentally willing to basically go to the limit. Um, that's a pretty strong statement. That's a strong statement from somebody in the hierarchy of a team that hasn't even hit the ice yet under this current coach. So I, I think you can really feel the influence of while this offseason hasn't involved a ton of notable changes on the ice, that the the front office, the head coach, the attitude has undergone significant changes because I don't know that that, what he just said there, would have been the case a year and a half ago. Um, I, I suspect it wouldn't have been. Um, so, you know, that, that was a big take. That's a big takeaway for me. Um, I felt like uh, that was a really strong statement. And, right, you know, I, I asked him earlier in the interview about the, even though training camp hasn't started, has he sensed the difference with Tortorella being on board? And I feel like that statement he made late in the interview is an example of that mindset. Um, it's kind of a no nonsense and, you know, we're not going to show up and just get pushed around because our roster doesn't say we have, you know, a, a Stanley cup contending team. And I think that's a big deal. And I think this city will appreciate that sort of stuff. Yeah. Coming off a season where you lose, uh, what was it? 57 games. They were 25, 46 and 11. I don't think anything should be given to a team that lost that many games. Everything has to be earned. No one should feel comfortable. And I think that's what they're trying to build here. Uh, and I, I agree. I think that's, it sounds refreshing. It sounds refreshing that they're going in saying, uh, yeah, we might not be the most talented, but you're going to work the hardest and we need to at least earn that respect back from the fans because fans are frustrated. Let's not hide it. Fans are really frustrated with what happened last season that the off season, there wasn't major splashes. They have all the right in the world to be frustrated, but the Flyers can control their work ethic and uh, and trying to weed out who doesn't belong here and who does belong. And that will at least create a culture and I think an identity on the ice that fans can at least come and be uh, and, and watch and be proud of at least. Uh, and that's, I think, the start of these uh, turnarounds. You have to at least build a culture and identity first and then try to figure out what pieces go into place uh, moving forward. So and, that would be a takeaway as well, Joe. Yeah. I would say, I, I, I under, I mean, we all understand, listen, there's the, there's an issue with fan attendance with this team right now. Um, and I don't think the only way to get fans back is to have um, a superstar on the ice or a new addition, or you have to give the fans a reason to come to the arena. You have to give them a reason to buy tickets and being a competitive team that doesn't go out on the ice and get pushed around or, you know, it's not one nothing and the game's immediately over, which is what we felt over the last two seasons. I, I think that's a reason to come watch this team play. If they play a brand of hockey that is competitive and exciting, 
I don't think it necessarily matters who is on the ice if they're competitive and they play entertaining hockey games. Uh, and I think that's – if they're if, if the, if the Flyers' plan, and all indications are from everyone we've talked to, whether it be John Tortorella or Danny Briere just now, they're playing – it seems like they're trying to lay the groundwork for their culture and their um, – the, the sort of mantra as a team before they fill in the, the the roster they want for a team that they hope eventually will compete for a Stanley Cup. You have to build the foundation first, right? You don't build a building without the foundation before the building shows up. So I think once if you build that foundation and you show the fans that this team will be competitive, you'll see a different fan turnout. And, you know, we know the fans are starving to come watch this team play. It's not about um, – I don't think it's about lack of interest. I think it's a lot about anger uh, at this point in time. And um, it seems like they're – the steps toward, you know, that brand that Danny talked about there at the end of the interview, getting back to that, that brand of hockey that uh, – you know, that the fans in the city know and love, it seems like that they're taking the early steps and they're well on their way. There's going to be a ton of debate about interest and excitement among the fan base, uh, and rightfully so. For me as a reporter, I'm very intrigued because of what Danny said in terms, it's a make-or-break year for so many guys. It's going to be a very, very telling season, and that intrigues me. I think there's going to be decisions to be made. We're going to find out who they think belongs in the picture moving forward. We're going to see who doesn't belong. Uh, and I think you're going to see John Tortorello kind of put his stamp on the team. And, and the front office, obviously, major year for them in terms of seeing some of their young players take strides uh, and really trying to reinvigorate the fan base. Uh, that that will be the true test, I think, for uh, the for the folks like Danny Brer, Chuck Fletcher, Brent Flair, all the folks in the front office, and then, of course, the folks on the on the coaching staff. But uh, the, the make-or-break year certainly has my eyes and attention, without a doubt. Well, Joe, great stuff, as always. Uh, th thank you so much. Uh, great seeing you. Great chatting with you. A big thank you, of course, to Danny Brer for taking some time out of his day, out of his schedule. We know how busy he is, and uh, his insight was terrific per usual. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time. And Flyers fans, of course, always, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we can't wait to talk to you next time.